We're back. Another episode of Brick House Podcast. I'm Bob Johnson speaking. And I'm Matt Baker. We got another hometown team to talk about, but before that, let's talk about your hometown boys, Bob and Matt, and how you can make them feel good. <laughs> you could rate us five stars if you feel so inclined on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at BrickHousePod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Email us at BrickHousePodcast.com. Send in those roast jokes and... Uh, these are you can roast anything roast us roast teams roast people roast plants yeah roast the the cuisine from orlando whatever you want to make fun of yeah the the whatever cuisine you would like i'm pretty excited to be roasting and and previewing the la clippers today they're the Mm. number 15 team in our team preview right smack in the middle of our uh, predictions for Who's going to be good next year? Right. I think the Clippers are going to be perfectly mediocre back to... Uh, actually, that's I guess that's better than where they were before Blake Griffin first came to the team. Hey, if you're going to be perfectly mediocre, at least you're perfect. <laughs> Let's get right into the roast then. I'm excited for this one. Here we go. The Clippers seemed to embrace their perennial loser mystique when they made their new logo look like the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Danilo Gallinari made headlines this summer that allowed fans to know he was officially an L.A. Clipper by breaking his hand, punching a dude in the face. (laughs) Didn't even have to write a joke for that one. I bet you the Clippers head trainer reads Humpty Dumpty to his kids at night and then can't sleep because the story haunts him. (laughs) Steve Ballmer spotted Doc at the big three scouting players for the next season, and that was the final straw. (laughs) That last one actually was uh, written and submitted by Mick Minnis, author of oh, The great. Curse, great. our Australian Brickhouse correspondent. Clippers fans are continually disappointed. I bet you a lot of them keep paying to see P.T. Anderson's movies, too. <laughs> Across genre burn. You know how some people kind of look like they're pets? I do. When I first saw that bald pink Chuck the Condor pump up the crowds, I thought to myself, that bird looks exactly like Steve Ballmer. <laughs> yeah. Now that you say it. <laughs> I thought it was a little ambitious of Blake Griffin to try and start a second career in stand-up, given how it's hard for him to actually stand up on a basketball court (laughs) these days. You know how fans casually show up late to Lakers games? Well, for Clippers games, fans casually don't show up at all. (laughs) I hear when the Clippers move into their new arena, they're going to raise a banner in honor of their recent playoff achievements. The banner's going to have a picture of a training table on it. Let's tell our listeners about the changes the Clippers went through. There's a lot of changes on here. Yeah, they're they're like the L.A. Rockets this year. Yeah, so they uh, traded Chris Paul to the Rockets. J.J. Redick signed a one-year deal with Philly for a lot of money. Maurice Spates is in Orlando. Raymond Felton is in... Oklahoma City. Buffet. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Mba Mute is in Houston. He signed with Houston. He wasn't one of really? the ones traded to Houston. Wow. Brandon Bass and Alan Anderson are somewhere doing something that is not NBA basketball. So let's see the trade. First of all, they they brought in Willie Reed from Miami. Okay. Milos Teodosic they brought in. This is the guy that everyone's so high on him, I can't see how it's not a disaster. If that makes sense. Like, I'm rooting for him, and I think he'll be good, but just everybody's so high on him that it just seems like it's... He's like a 30-year-old Ricky Rubio. Yeah, they gave a partial guarantee contract to Marshall Plumlee. Oh, great. Are you pumped about that? No. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about they, who, who they get from the Rockets. Yeah, though. those I'm, are the only good players. I'm getting there. Well, they got Danilo Gallinari. From, As I said. And from Denver. <laughs> Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell, DeAndre Liggins. Uh, they got Kyle Wilcher, who they cut, and uh, that's that trade. In the draft, they got Sindarius Thornwell in a trade with Milwaukee, and they got Juwan Evans in a trade with Philly. The guys that were on the team last year are Blake, DeAndre, Austin Rivers, Wes Johnson, and Bryce Johnson. You know, one thing that Clippers fans are pretty excited about, too, as far as changes, are they added Jerry West. Mm-hmm. They had Doc Rivers step down from being president and GM of the co- of the team. Yeah, who who's the guy they got? Michael Winger. Michael Winger from Oklahoma City is the new GM, and Lawrence Frank is the president, and Doc Rivers is the coach for now. Oh, one of the other changes that kind of changed history this off season was Blake taking his place firmly between Einstein, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Barack Obama. On a shirt to, yeah. to convince him to stay in L.A. All the people you've heard of <laughs> and Blake. Yeah, that was really weird. When I heard that, if that was me, if I was Blake Griffin and I showed up and someone did that, I would probably just start dying laughing. Like, how could he take that seriously? Yeah. <laughs> well, he does like jokes. Yeah. Let's get into that starting lineup. And now, the starting lineup for your Los Angeles Clippers! Well, thank God Austin Rivers isn't starting. You know, that was one of the first things I thought when I heard Chris Paul, my favorite player in the NBA, was traded away from my favorite team. They were going to, they traded everyone and they're just going to start Austin Rivers at all five positions. Yeah, I was going to have to stop watching. Mm -hmm. But no, he's not starting. Milos, Milos Teodosic is starting. Mick Minnis is, uh, is pumped to watch him. He's got us excited to watch him. Patrick Beverly probably start at the two guard yeah lou williams is really a best in that six-man role coming off the bench i'm just gonna pretend lou williams is jamal crawford this season they kind oh, of they got rid of jamal game. i forgot yeah. to put him in the, the he's on the t-wolves yeah. yeah well they traded him to atlanta was a three-way deal for gallinari oh is jamal right? ended up on atlanta and uh they cut him they cut him wow cold-blooded uh, Gallinari starting at the three, Blake Griffin starting at the four for over-under, probably the same amount of wins that Vegas has for him. And DeAndre Jordan, he better stay healthy because they don't really have a backup center. Uh, what is the Vegas over-under for this team? The Vegas over-under for this team is 41 and a half, Bob. Okay. I think I saw it go up as high as 43 and a half. Yeah, I think they'll go over. They're not. They're better than a 500 team, I would I will couch that by saying Blake Blake's out till what December. You would think that they they didn't lose that much just because they're so used to playing good portions of the seasons without Blake or Chris Paul. Right. I think they'll win over 41 games, but not much more, and I don't expect them to do anything more in the playoffs than they've done the past 5 years. Yeah. Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's go back to our made-up segments like Survivor and talk about who would win in a fake reality show amongst these players. I think uh, Patrick Beverly, he goes full Lord of the Flies here where Mm -hmm. he's the crazy Aryan kid with the conch and Austin Rivers is piggy. Nice. (laughs) It just starts with breaking his glasses, but things escalate quickly with... With the Rivers men, just watching them react to calls. Austin's voted off the island first. Blake and Danilo su- suffer knee and ankle injuries while crossing a gravel path. 
Beverly not only wins the Clippers version of Survivor, he goes on to compete in tournaments with other former legends of the show. Oh, okay. He's, he's up there. Yeah, like the road rules. Bob, quick controversy. My winner, Austin Rivers. Oh, okay. Wink, wink. Coach's son always finds a way, <laughs> wink, wink. That's what I have written down here. And first off, Lou Williams. Huh. They'll trade him for something to improve the island, which is a shame because I think he can help this island. Yeah. Or you'd think he would at least be able to talk the guys out of voting him off. You know? Yeah. He talked the guy out of uh, stealing his car. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Lou Williams, I feel, is uh, just underrated. Uh, let's get into our segment for L.A. and representing the L.A. Clippers and uh, other other things of the greater city of L.A. It's called Five Stars. Oh, nice. Where we rank things uh, from L.A. between one and five stars. I'm going to rate Mick Minnis's book, The Curse. Oh, how are, you, are you, you plowing through that thing? Yeah, I'm getting through it. it uh, I'm giving it a, a early five stars. Nice. Where it's a bias five stars because sure. it came on. But it's also very entertaining. It's a good you book. You're right. You, you flew through it. We had him on the podcast. And now I'm, I mean, I obviously didn't think I knew a lot about the Clippers but I also I now realize I knew nothing about the Clippers other than that they're perpetually terrible. Any fan of basketball, enjoy The Curse by Mick Minnis. Available on Amazon and clippercurse.com. Buy now and I'll send you a signed copy, a signed copy from myself. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. I ranked uh, Punching the Equipment Manager. Mm, yeah. Not cool, bruh. The fact that Blake and the former Clips equipment manager Matthias Testi were friends before Blake broke his hand on the dude's face is even worse. We may never know what was said between the two to start the fight or how much money Griffin gave Testi as an apology for getting him fired, but we do know how many stars they get. Two stars. Ooh. I gave it an extra star because even though it's bad and it uh, ruined the Clippers season, it was pretty funny and a classic Clippers story. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a... Uh, did that make the curse or will that be in the... When he re-releases it in the extended version. Oh, no, version. I, I'm pretty sure it made, okay. made it in. I haven't got that. Don't spoil the ending for me, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't necessarily in L.A., but this is a, a father-son moment, mm. which, you know, has something to do with what we're talking about. September 14th, 1990. Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. hit back-to-back -back home runs. Oh, uh-huh. Same game, back-to-back. -back. The reason... I This is a very awesome moment, but I also... Wanted to give Clippers fans an example of a five-star father and son moment. Yes. Yeah, this is what fathers and sons should be doing. It's crazy enough that the two of them played in baseball at the same time. Right. But to also play on the same team and then hit back-to-back -back home runs in the same game is pretty special. Yeah, you know, and uh, Ken Griffey Sr. retired at the end of that season, too. So, if Doc Rivers, if you're listening... <laughs> Or Austin Rivers, either one of you. <laughs> sure. Who? Question: <laughs> Who would you rather have retire first, Doc or Austin? Uh, Austin. Doc. Oh, Doc. Yeah. Okay. Austin's Austin's not that bad, although he's really fun to make fun of. I ranked international cuisine mm. in Los Angeles. Yes. New Clippers Milos Teodosic from Serbia and Italian Danilo Gallinari will be able to get something resembling a home cooked meal somewhere in L.A. Can't say I've been to a Serbian restaurant here, but. They exist. Do they? Did you look it up? I looked it up. Nice. There's a couple. Pretty much every ethnicity of food is available in L.A., and most places have kids' menus for Blake and DeAndre, too. Five stars. Nice. I'm going to give a star ranking to our, our boy Chuck the Condor. Okay. <laughs> Steve Bomber. Yeah. I'm, with wings. 
I'm going to give him an added bonus for the Steve Ballmer with Wings reference. I'm going to give him three stars. I don't think he's great, but also he's a mascot. He shouldn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. They should be ridiculous. Do you think if Kanye actually redesigned Chuck the Condor, if his would go up or down in star rankings? If Kanye redesigned Chuck the Condor? Yeah, because when Chuck the Condor first came out, Kanye tweeted at Steve Ballmer and said, you know, let me redesign him. I think it would maybe go up because it would get worse. <laughs> okay. It would probably be more ridiculous. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. On the next episode of Brick House. This team has the best value contract in the league. They also have the most snowboarding while stoned induced in emergency room visits. Marijuana doesn't kill, but skiing into a tree does. <laughs> oh, man. Tune in for another yeah. West team. <laughs> Tune in for another West team looking for a chance to compete playing the NBA playoff Game of Thrones on the next episode of Brickhouse.